The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Same number of people we started out with, but it's a different group, so glad you're all here. As I mentioned uh, when I gave you a suggestion for practice today, I want to talk a little bit about perception and how that works with us and how we can work with it. In the beginning, there's an eye or an ear or a nose. And an object arises. And then if the eye or the ear is directed in the right place, there's contact. And eye consciousness or nose consciousness arises. And when all those things come together, it kind of reminds me of the question about a tree falling in the forest when no one's there. But if all of those factors come together, then there's perception. So there's the eye, there's the object, there's the consciousness. And then you recognize big boom. Or you may even know it's a tree that's fallen. So at this point, what enters into the statement is the you. And when you recognize what it is that the sense consciousness contains, there's this flowering of mental phenomena. I I mentioned earlier that you might see someone in a crowd and recognize that it's Toby. And at that moment, there's a thought that arises, Toby. And let's say you have a long, interesting history with Toby. Sometimes it's been good, sometimes not so good. Right now, you're getting along fine. So the thought arises, am I going to call to him? And then maybe the person turns a little. And at that point, you recognize, you perceive, oh, it's not Toby. And either at the moment that you perceive it is, erroneously, and or at the moment that you perceive it isn't, you're going to have some feelings. 
not just thoughts coming up, but also feelings accompany perception. And they can accompany something as mundane as a doorknob. For example, you go to open a door and there are smudges around the doorknob. And you're going to have a little reaction to it. Could be negative, could be positive, could be very subtle, so not very intense. But then you could have stories arise about what you've perceived. And it could be, boy, I don't know why I come over to Toby's house. He's such a bad housekeeper. It really bums me out that, you know, there's smudges and grime everywhere. So you've told yourself a little story, and it may be based on past experience. It may be entirely true. But it carries another load of feeling that is going to then influence, back to the thought you had earlier, whether or not you call out to Toby in the crowd and go over and talk to him some more. So we have all of these layers that automatically come with perception. And these layers are sort of our repertoire of responses, if you will, or karma, because they are going to influence our conduct. And when they do that, they add to the next layer of responses. When we perceive Toby again, or someone who's somehow in a similar position with us. They're going to be added to the background, the filter through which we see things. Where this becomes important is that these subtle thoughts and emotions and stories in that instant often fly below our conscious, our cognitive radar. And they will influence our behavior without our getting an opportunity really to decide. This is particularly true with negative, habitual, strong behaviors, compulsions, addictions. And the trouble is they don't register often cognitively until we're well into the desire and craving and clinging stage where our thoughts are so channeled into 
the object of our desire, that we, again, we don't have a chance to make a decision. We're being compelled on this habitual path, going down it again. So, the value of paying attention to how we perceive is that we get to notice these thoughts and feelings and emotions or, and stories arising well before they gain power. Now, there may already be power to it, but it hasn't yet moved into our minds and hearts and taken over. It's still so weak that it may not even register. But if we're paying attention to it, then, like Buddha said on the night of his enlightenment, I see you, Mara. I'm not going to let you control me. It takes a while. It takes a while to develop this capacity. It takes a while just to get to the point where we can recognize that our bodies are registering a response to the events that arise around us. So it's, it's really wonderful if we can practice in meditation noticing these arisings. For example, we're sitting there paying attention to our breath and the thought of Toby comes up. Right there, we have a great opportunity to learn how to deal with our responses to this complex relationship and to watch how the mind goes into the stories and how they affect us. It's a practice. It's something that will progress over time. But I think it's really interesting just to be able to look at our looking at things. What does happen when the eye meets the object and we have some kind of response to it? So I'll end it there. I like the questions usually better than the answers. So have a good time finding them. <laughs>